podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey, five fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps, and I'm joined now with the one and only, famous, the now famous duo. You know, got Ricky Hatton, Campbell. How are you doing? Yeah, good, thank you. Yeah, getting looking forward to next week, aren't we, son? Yeah, yeah ready to go, just taking off from like, where we left, really. Like, the hard work was done for my debut, so we're just like carrying it on, really. Just uh, staying fit, staying sharp. Well, you just had your pro debut. I wasn't there, but I was watching from California, and um, I saw that afterwards. You didn't seem like you were too pleased with your performance. Why was that? You 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 definitely had a test in there. He he gave you. He came to give it give it to you, as they would say. Um, but why weren't you too pleased with it? Yeah, I um, I, it was tougher than he expected. Like not in not in like his ability because there weren't much that he did that actually like, put me under much pressure, but like, I don't think I'd really mentally prepared for me, myself for how, how tough they are, like these journeymen, like, they, they don't just let you like bulldoze them. So like, the toughness did shock me a bit, but I think like the, the whole build-up and like the, like, the whole event of it sort of got to me a little bit where I didn't, um, I, like, I didn't show 50% of like, what I could do and... That's why I was a bit disappointed, really, just because I know I can do so much better. But like now the dust has settled, like looking back, uh, we're not as disappointed just because obviously we know it weren't my best, but now like, I can look at just how mad everything was it like the week of the fight. Like I can see why I weren't weren't my best really and like looking forward I can just relax and like enjoy things a lot more. Ricky, what advice did you give him? Because I know he's being a little hard on himself. It was his pro debut, as you know. The more you're in, the, which is the reason why they start you off the way that you do with just so many rounds at a time because you have to build yourself up. What advice did you offer your son? Well, he, he was disappointed with, <clears throat> with his performance and only because he knows himself he can do so much better. But I, um, I don't think it was a bad performance, to be honest. He showed in spurts what ability he's got and everything like that. But I think just the... The whole occasion got to him. I think there's not many people for just a handful of amateur fights and 20 years of age gets the build-up of a professional debut like he, like he had. You know what I mean? They had, they had a documentary on him midweek, which was fantastic. You know what I mean? And you know, the morning of the fight, he was on Good Morning Britain. You know what I mean? And he's, you know, he's never had a microphone shoved under his mouth. You know, until that fight week. And I think just the the build-up, which that's what we wanted from him. And I think I speak for Eddie with that. We want people knowing about him, want to build up his his reputation, his following, and everything like that. So I'm all for that week. What happened? But I think, I think the whole thing just just got to him. He tried a little bit too hard. You know, and. Uh, and ultimately, you know, he wasn't never under really under pressure in the fight. You know what I mean? He's just he was he was working harder than he needs to. I think now he's got it out of his system. You know, he's used to interviews. He's used to the build up. What happens on a weekly basis now before the fight? And I think he'll perform a lot better this time. And we'll see more. Uh, we'll see more of what he's got. Did you find it strange when the first time I met you was back in London when we were all in the bubble? Did you find it really weird being the one, like everyone, as you say, like shoving cameras in your face and trying to ask you questions? Yeah, it was, it was different to anything like I've ever done before. Like we got a little bit of a taste for it when when you I went. You do like in. a chat, don't you? But, uh, but, but <laughs> oh, just for hours, just uh, for hours. And you got it full force, didn't you that week? <laughs> yeah. but, like when we um, like when we went in the bubble for the AJ fight when like we made the announcement, like we got a bit of a taste for it. But like no, like nothing as intense as as that week. And like, like my dad was saying, it was 
it was all well worth it, and he, like I really, I did enjoy every minute of it. But like, I won't have to have to do anything as intense as that again, and I'll have a bit more of a. Well, I'll have done it before, so yeah. it, I don't think it'll take as much out of me. And like I said, going forward, I can just relax more and like and enjoy things. And like it was like it was a bit of a bit of a shock. Like I'd wake up and like I say wake up at nine o'clock. They say right half nine doing this, ten o'clock doing this, and. Um, like now I know what it's all about. Right. Yeah, I, do, I think I, I think what the, what Matchroom did in in building him and promoting him and everything that week I think was an absolutely top job, and I don't I wouldn't change it for the world. And you know, this is what if you're going to get top in the bill, you know, in years to come, that's what you got used to and get you had a you you unfortunately got used to it all on your debut. But if you can handle it on you, if you can handle it on your debut, which you've got it out of your system now, that will stand you in good stead for fights in the future. When you when you when you get there, you know, being on a big show and a big occasion, Gibraltar with, you know, Dylan White, Povetkin, top of the bill, you know, massive, massive for him. And uh, you know, you've got to get used. If that's where we're heading and that's where we want to be, you know, he's got used to it, albeit on his debut. But I don't, I don't think it will do him any harm. He's just got to move on from it and learn from it now. With exposure, also comes the haters online. Have you experienced more love or have you experienced a lot of people sort of, you know, giving you a bit of a hard time? Yeah, I don't look like too much into it, but from everything I saw, it looked like 90% positive really. So I was really grateful for um, like, all the support I was getting and uh, everything has been like pretty much all positive. So like, I couldn't ask for much better really. I can imagine Manchester being so excited. They're like, "Yes, another Hatton." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think I think um, I think everyone. If you know, I mean, I had fans all over the country, and like, I think when the same when Conor Ben went professional, I think everyone got you know really excited. But I think everyone are looking forward to them possible possible Hatton nights again. And I think you know we he can he, I think he can he can do it absolutely no doubt. I mean, when you look at Conor Ben, you know, prime example. Conor Ben, when he first turned professional, he, he didn't really impress too well. He won't mind me for saying this. You know, he was, you know, winging shots in like a headless chicken and everything like that. But you look at him two weeks ago. Look at the difference from then to now. Do you know what I mean? As aggressive as he's ever been, but composed, focused, looking where he's placing every punch, even though he's being ferocious. He's placing every punch. He knows where everyone's going. Really world-class performance, and he's gone from the early days where he was struggling, and that's what he'll do. You just got to give him time, and I think people, your prop, your normal, your proper boxing fans, they get that. Do you know what I mean? It's not where he starts, where you finish. He's got to get away to the cobwebs, get a few fights under his belt, fight these journeymen, move him up in class. That's the, the way he's going. But I mean, he's he'll he'll do exactly. He'll, he'll follow the route Connor's doing. Connor is world-class fighter. Now that was a world-class performance. And, he, he didn't, he didn't, everyone was writing him off when he had two or three fights. You know, don't do the same with this lad, you know what I mean? It, it's just, it's going to be the same journey. Do you feel that that's more pressure for you because your father is Ricky Hatton? So when you went into your pro debut, it was a bit nerve, more nerve wracking because you felt like you sort of had to live up to this, this high expectation. Yeah, that's something that, um, that like I don't really struggle with. Like I just know. As long as I um, do my best, like, I can't do much more, and like I'm happy, like that. I don't really feel too much pressure with that. Like the pressure that really got to me was just like the shock of how much like media stuff there is and things like that, and what like our bigger platform. Like I say, we're really grateful for it, and I like, wouldn't change it. 
and it'll put me in good stead going forward. But like that was what that was the only thing that I felt the pressure of really, just um, just how big everything was. I think a lot of times people forget, like not only are you preparing for a fight, but there's so much media and obligations that go into sort of promoting the fight. So it's, it's, it is added pressure. And a lot of people don't see that. They just see clips yeah. here and there on TV. It's things you've got to do. It comes with yeah. it's as much as your job as anything else. And it's, Photo shoots. Yeah, and it's, and it's just, it was, it was new to him. It was like, whoa, what's all this, <laughs> what's all this about? And that carried on to his fight. That's all it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not bothered. My bro his brother, uh, my brother Matthew, who trains him, we're not bothered. In fact, we quite chuckle about it now. We actually feel sorry for him because, I mean, you know, a lot of people say, well, being my son, it'll open the doors for him. But I, I think, you know, when you look at from that point of view, I think he's got a tougher job than most. Yeah, it might open a few doors for him, but, I mean, look at the weight on his shoulders he's, he's got, you know, when he, you know, he's got, you know, forgive me for saying what I did as well. Look what he's got in front of him. But he didn't have to go into the game. I did it, I did it, so he didn't have to. But he still wants to do it. So I, I think, and I hope fans notice that and give him his backing rather than, you know, early doors saying, yeah, he didn't do this, he didn't do that, not this, that, that. It takes time. Give him his backing. He deserves a pat on the back, you know, for getting into this sport, the hardest sport out there with a dad that did what I did. You know what I mean? Pat him on the back, don't knock him. You know what I mean? Just to baby steps, it's going to take time. So let's talk about the dynamics between you two. You guys seem to have a really good relationship. I think it's pretty easy to read when you uh, watch just sort of the banter between the two of you. Has there been a moment yet, because he is your manager, has there been a moment yet where you guys have butted heads and you just completely saw things differently? Or do you really just sort of take what he says since he's been there, done that, and um, trust that he, he knows exactly what he's doing? No, it's, um, like I'd, be an, I'd be an idiot not to listen to... Um like to my dad, like he's been there and done the lot. So, like, there hasn't really been anything that we've like disagreed on. It's, it's when we get home, I think he talks bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> the camera will go off in a minute, you know, and then you go, yeah, then you'll cop for But no, he um, he's, he's a good kid. I mean, he's like I can, you know, we had a word, few words the other week over a, a, a matter, which is if there's always a, anything I need to. To speak to him out, but I will do. But he's he's a he's, he's a good kid, you know. What I mean, he's he's. I think we did a good job, and his mum done a wonderful job bringing him up. You know what I mean? He's just he's just he's just like me through and through. He's like he's like feet on the ground, down to earth, no airs, no graces, great great sense sense of humour. I think in his in his lifetime, um, I maybe count on one hand how many times I've had to tell him off. That's you know, and you know, for so having a son, twenty year old, that's that's rare, and it's because he's because he's a good lad. He'll get, he know, he knows it's the avalanche will come if I need to tell him, but like I said, I've you know probably told him off maybe five times on one hand since he's been born. So then that speaks volumes, I think. One of the things I loved was when you talked about how your father dropped you. Um, the only time you've been dropped. Hold on, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. So. <laughs> In that moment, were you thinking, "Oh shit"? Yeah, I, I did. A, well, it, it's, it's like an instinct thing, isn't it? With your boxing, you know, you, the old moves come back, and I sat in, and he went, they went down, and I went, "You're yeah, like Sonny." Ooh, ooh, and I thought, his, I thought his mum's gonna go fucking mad when I get on the, when he goes home and tells her. But uh, 
But no, it was a very similar thing. I walked in, in the Collier's the Moston Boxing Gym when I was 16 years of age and I was sparring with a guy called Pat Barrett who does the Collier's the Moston Gym. And uh, I sparred with Pat and I was I was getting a little bit funky, you know, when I was sparring with him and he, he just, he, Pat just went whoop, bang, and he hit me and he dropped me on my knees and never felt pain like a pain like it. And it just, it just, it just brings you down to earth and it gives you a little reminder of just how tough the game is, you know what I mean? You don't people, if you're going into a game like boxing, you don't want me patting on the head every five, you know, every every five minutes. It, it is what it is. He didn't expect it from his dad. I was only seven as well. <laughs> <laughs> you were a bit old. You were 14, you were 14. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what were you, in that moment, were you thinking like, oh, dad? I just thought, what a knob. <laughs> <laughs> I can't argue with that. <laughs> I felt like that. I, felt, I, did, I did feel a bit like that myself, to be honest, but uh, anyway, we've been and gone now. What's under the bridge, sunshine, isn't it? Eh? I found it also interesting that you sort of had to convince your mother to let you go to an amateur club. Is that, tell me what, why that is. Is she just simply, she's experienced a lot with his career, didn't want you going into it. I mean, obviously she must know how tough it is as well. Uh, what was the conversation like there? Yeah, she just, um, obviously she's seen through the years how hard a game it is, like through my dad and Matthew's career. And obviously I don't think like, I think my dad as well, like, like didn't really want me to go into boxing and, um, like she's like she's always been dead supportive of everything I've done, and like it did take a little bit of convincing, but like there's um like I don't think there's anyone who's been more supportive of me than my mum, uh, like in and in and out the ring. So I'm like, just really grateful. Well, he just said to me, he said, I'm thinking of giving it a go, Dad, because he was coming in doing little bits and bobs. I said, well, I said, if you want to give it a go, you know, it's it's not a tickling contest, this game, you know what I mean? You've got to dedicate your own and yourself. I said, you just, you know, <laughs> you, you go and ask your mum, though, first. Um, you know, and you went and asked your mum, and I bet she thought, I can just imagine her face, I bet she thought, oh, well, no. She was just about <laughs> to let me, and then you dropped me, didn't you? So uh, <laughs> that put me back yeah. another 12 months. <laughs> <laughs> What was it like, though? What was her initial reaction to you saying that you wanted to do this? Yeah, she just, um, she just like pushed me more to just carry on as I was, where it was just a little bit of um, a little bit of fun in like in the gym with my dad and Matt, where I was doing it more as a as a little hobby. Like, she, like even though she took a bit of convincing, she was never like to say, "Oh, like you can't do that." Did it just took a like a little bit of encouragement but um yeah she like she just she got behind me like straight away after she'd finally come to terms with it yeah well i thought to myself you know let him do it you know let it start off as a little bit of a hobby you know what i mean we all know you know what you get from boxing you know whether you've had one fight or 101 fight what, what the benefits you get from boxing about you know keeping you fit and learning respect for your you know your gym partners and your opponent and what you get from boxing is so in doing it no harm for a hobby would be no problem no harm whatsoever but then as he started getting more and more into it you know and i thought mm, he might have it in him to go pro you know when he went pro is when i realized that the hub we'd gone past the hobby hobby part and i knew and i needed to know that he was willing to give us 150 percent in in here and out of there you know looking after himself and stuff like that and um 
yeah, you know, and, he, and that's that's what it is now. When it's it's gone from a hobby, but it, before he went professional, he had to he had to prove to me and his brother, I think, that he was for real, if you like. So and and that's uh, that's what he did. He's so uh, so dedicated, and that's why he's, you know, and he takes it on board in between there, and that's why you know. You know, don't worry about the, the, the early days. You don't think, um, you know, Floyd Mayweather or Tyson Fury didn't have a couple of stinkers. You know, you 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 know you didn't perform like you can on your debut, but look what you had to perform in. No one, I didn't even have to have that pressure on my shoulders in my debut. So, you know, you've you've done it with one hand behind your back, that debut. You've got used to it now. And I think you'll, you'll, you'll be so much better for it now. Yeah? Yeah, because I think... Obviously, the challenges will get big. Like the fights are going to get a lot harder. But in like in in, in a way, I think like that's the the hard ones done. So yeah, the toughest one, Campbell, wasn't necessarily the opponent. It was the it was the the event. Yeah, it was yeah. the whole thing. That was your I'll toughest. Never have, to, uh, never have to deal with anything like that again. Now, so <clears throat> going forward, I'll just obviously I'll still have to do them things, but I won't have to do it for the first time again, and I'll uh, know what to expect and. I can just enjoy it. Wonderful, brilliant learning curve that was. That's, yeah. that's what it was. Simple as. What did you learn during Media Week, though? Because there's so much that goes into it. What, what were you... Or do you feel still nervous in front of cameras? I know it can be very intimidating, especially live television. You know you're live, and there's, there's this adrenaline that goes through your body. Just when you swear like a trooper. <laughs> No, I don't. I didn't really feel nervous for any of them. It was just the amount of it really that shocked me. It's um, hard, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, because there was never anything that I thought, "Oh God, I'm doing this now." Like, I did. I did feel like pretty relaxed with everything, but like, it just adds up, doesn't it? Like after um, like hours and hours of it, like you start feeling it a bit, and think that like, when you put them eight-ounce gloves on, you think you just have to wear them, and they'll knock, like they'll they'll tumble over and. Like, and now I know just how hard, like, how hard all these fighters are. Like, I didn't underestimate like the ability, but just the toughness of like every fight. Like, they don't want these journeymen. They want to be fighting every week, yeah, don't they? They don't want to break them up. Rather than you know, it's like chopping a tree, innit? You don't just chop a tree down with one swipe. You've got to chip away. Especially with these journeymen, they might not be in your class or quality, but it's hard. It's how they make their living. You know what I mean? Yeah. You won't believe how tough they are, son. It's just loading up and being a bit like too too eager to please and forcing things where like, now going forward, you know, if I, if I just relax and let things happen, like, it'll come then. It was a very emotional moment for you. You even talked about sort of tearing up when you saw him um, making his ring walk, especially to Blue Moon. Uh, tell, tell me a bit about what that experience was like for you. And you as a father, I'm sure you would be able to sort of relate to if you saw one of your children uh, do what, what you're doing and he's doing or what you're doing and in his position, uh, what that would feel like. Yeah, well, I was extremely nervous, you know, when, I, when, when we got to the venue and I got in the change room. But the whole, the whole day of the fight, I was um, extremely nervous. And then we got to the change rooms and he wrapped his hands and he was warming up. And then when he, um, when he went on the pads, how sharp he was, how good he was, his speed and timing and accuracy and everything that was coming out of Matthew's mouth, I thought, yeah, that's Bob on and everything. And these, you know... If it had looked a bit sloppy in his warm-up, I'd, I'd have felt even worse. But he was he was absolutely razor-sharp, razor, razor sharp, bang on and everything like that, which was sort of like eased my nerves a little bit that he's, he's in top form. But then when when I was sat there ringside and Blue Moon 
come come on, I'll have a home, my lord. I thought, it's a good job I had a COVID mask on. <laughs> so that sort of like hid it a little bit. But you, I think everyone at home just said, oh, we felt so sorry for you because you were sat on your own and they could just see me going... <laughs> but I had my mask on, so it hid, it hid a multitude of sins, I guess, in many ways. But uh, no, and I think, uh, yeah, I think any father would... Uh, would feel the same. It was like going back all them years. It was like oh, I was like being boxing born again, to be honest with you. And it was um, only seems like yesterday. I was putting his nappies on and now I'm watching him walk down the ring making his pro debut. It's and, and I think I don't think I was the only one in the family that night watching it back home in Manchester. I, don't, I think there'd have been a few tears on that uh, on that couch. You know, especially especially the first one in it. I think the whole family. My mum, my mum, my dad, his mum, his, his nana and granddad, and I just think they're all, I think they all, they're all, they're all get it now. And I think this, this next one on the first of May, I think we'll all, we can all be sit back and be go a little bit, a little bit cooler now. Now the first one's out, yeah, the hardest one's out the way for us and for him. I can only imagine. I, I don't know how mothers or wives or girlfriends sit ringside and watch. How did your missus feel about it? Was she not all knots in her stomach? Yeah, well, I, I think it just makes it ten times harder that obviously they were so far away because, like, my mum and my girlfriend, my whole family always say, like, they, they don't like watching the fights, but, like, they couldn't imagine not being there because, like, they just want to be there just to know everything's everything's okay and... Like, it's not even that they were at the fight, like, they weren't even in the same country, so it must have been, uh, like, it must have been horrible, but it's um, ten minutes down the road next week, so yeah, yeah. so we're all right. <laughs> so on to next week, I will see you guys there. Do we know the who the opponent is yet? Is there anything? No. No, not really. I mean, to be honest with you, we're... Um, He's got a great team behind him, you know. With, you know, with, with Matchroom, I mean, they know what they're doing. They'll send the opponents out. It. <coughs> I'll overlook. I'll overlook the opponent. Matthew will overlook the opponent, and we'll we'll make our mind up. But I think, you know, I think all three of us know what what we're, what we're doing. I've, I just see it being a another, you know, one of the mill journeymen. We might look with a different style to the upper, the other one, which might cause him a few more. A few more tests might not be as durable as the other one. You know what I mean? He, he might have a few wins on his record, but he might not be as durable as the last opponent. But ultimately, it swings and roundabouts. You've got to go when you do the four rounders. Your first goal, you've got to go through all these journeymen and all these little trip, different styles. That's what that's what the learning curve is. You know, in his first few fights. So, whoever it is, it'll be someone along the similar lines of his last opponent. And uh, and the key is obviously, you know, in moving forward to do a better job than he did last time. And that's not just for you, that's for everyone. That's everyone's progress, isn't it? You've been very fortunate to be on back-to-back um, -back solid big cards. So this, this coming week, you're going to be on Parker versus Chisora. Can I get your take on how the main event's going to go? Yeah, I think it's got, um, it's got war written all over it. Like, yeah. Neither of them really take a, like, a backward step. Um, I like I like Derek, but I think Parker's skills are like are just a little bit more, uh, bit more polished, and like he's a little bit cuter. So I can see, uh, I think Parker's gonna win. Mm -hmm. I go with that Derek's my pal, isn't he? You know, but um, I think how much much longer can Derek go on for? But I mean, you know, Parker's um, yeah, he's, he's very skillful heavyweight. You know what I mean? He can box on the front. He can he can mix it up. He can box off the back foot. 
Um, and I think he just, I think the, I think it'll be a, a good fight because obviously the styles get, can't help but be uh, not be a good fight. But I just think, I hope I'm wrong. Um, I think um, Parker might be just that little bit fresher. But as just as we like, Derek comes off. He comes in with, a, he'll come in with a right hand and 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 and, and stick someone on the backside, won't they? So I think, uh, I think, yeah, Joseph Parker's got a little bit more skills, maybe a little bit more fresher. So I'd edge it to Joseph Parker, but not by much. The last time you and I spoke here in your gym, it, it was about the glove gate, the, the issue between um, what Deontay Wilder had said about Tyson. Yeah. That piece of breeze Walker put in his glove here. <laughs> yeah, so when we last spoke about that, a lot has happened since. So now we're looking at the potential, the big one coming up. We're hearing it's going to be in Saudi Arabia or, or Eddie Herm and Bob Arum have confirmed that the venue will be in Saudi Arabia. We're just sort of waiting on the date. I need to get your guys' take on what you think of the fight and who you favor in it. So, either one of you? <laughs> you coward. <laughs> no, I... Uh, listen, Tyson's my mate and um, has been for years and I was very, very fortunate. You know, when we went to lockdown, he's built a gym in Morecambe now, hasn't he, where he, where he lives. But we was very fortunate to have him in here for a, for a, for a couple of years and you know, he's been my mate for years, but actually to see him day in, day out train and what he's all about, what he goes through, it was a, a joy to see him for all my novice, you know, professionals, you know, to, to be in the same gym a long time alongside Tyson was, it really was something else. So I'm I'm going to be biased because he's my friend and um, and because I have, I have, I have first hand, you know, footage of him training what he, and what he's all about. And he is such a talent, whether he wants to mix it up with you, whether he wants to box, whether he wants to go south or whether he wants to go orthodox. So versatile for a, for a heavyweight, so the, the size of him. So I can't go past anything other than a, than a Fury win. But I mean, uh, you know, Matthew, um, Campbell um, works for 258 Management, which is AJ's management team, and they're doing a fantastic job with him. So when they fight, I feel like two of my mates are going to be fighting. and it, So it's it's horrible. But I think AJ, in his last couple of fights, has just reminded us, I think we forgot that, what, what ability, because AJ's so ferocious, knocks people out, you know, for fun. I think we've sometimes when them knockouts keep coming and coming and coming, I think we forget just how good his boxing IQ is. You know what I mean? You don't win an Olympic gold medalist if you're not, you know, you know, if you're just a knockout merchant. I think his last two fights, he's shown a side to him. He showed his boxing brain and everything like that. So uh, I don't say it with any degree of one, you know, one hundred percent confidence. I mean, I go for Tyson, but I mean, I think I think AJ knows everyone fancies Tyson, and I think that might bring the best. He might might piss AJ off a bit, and he might bring the best out of him. But his last two fights, he's shown another dimension to his game that we forgot about. So, you know, I'm just I'm just made up that it, I, I'll just go with Tyson Fury. But I'm absolutely made up that it's that it's actually on because it been you know if it didn't happen, what a tragedy for British boxing. It's most definitely tragedy if it does not happen. We do know that. There's still sort of the looming arbitration going on between Tyson and Deontay Wilder. Uh, actually, just, I think it was yesterday, Deontay's missus commented on my post that I had said that the venue was Saudi Arabia. And she had mentioned, well, not basically, I don't remember verbatim, but she basically said, well, he's not fighting anyone until he fights Deontay. So I found that really interesting. I'm like... I mean, there is still something going on there. So if the fight doesn't happen to be going on, then how 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 can a deal be, have been done? 
And if a deal has been done with that going on, I think wow, Mrs. Wilder might be very happy. She might be able to come for a bit more. But I, 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 um, I don't I think. I think I saw somewhere that Bob Aram turned around and said that it's on. I think Eddie's turned around and said that it's on. So, I mean, you know, you, I think why would I go against Bob? Why would you go against Bob Aram and Eddie Hearn when they've when they've said that? And so hopefully it's just a just a minor matter that they just need to just just sort out before they do move on. But uh, I don't think you know Bob Aram and Eddie Hearn, you know got such a big good reputation in boxing. I don't think they'd have stuck the neck on the line if it wasn't definitely done. Um, Mrs. Wilder, I don't know. She might just be. It's just she might just be. I mean, if some of the stuff that Deontay said, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd rather. I'm talking to Sek Eddie's Zern and Bob Aaron's than Mrs. Wilder because if some of the stuff what comes out of the Wilder house <laughs> with me feeling with the glove and all this and that, I think we're going to just take that with a pinch of salt. I mean, if, if Eddie and Bob Aaron say it's on, then I pretty much think it's on. I just hope that Deontay gets that part of his. Of his, because um, we're all professionals. I hope he gets that side of his uh, deal sorted, and we can move on with the fight that the the whole boxing world wants to see. Now we know that you know. I don't want to put you in an awkward position or nothing, but I, but I am, but I am kind of putting you in an awkward position. You could plead the fifth. However, if you don't want to give a prediction, maybe perhaps you could tell me how each of them win. No, I do think. Um it's a proper 50-50. I can't really, can't really make my mind up, but I think like if it goes goes to points, Fury, I think Fury does get it. I think like technically, he's um, he's the best out there. But like we've seen with Wilder, like Wilder's such a big puncher, but I think he, unless he knocks you out with the, like that one shot himself, I don't think he's like you've seen like he can smother himself and like to take him out. I think. Once AJ catches him, I think he's got the boxing IQ to finish him. And like, once AJ gets him going, he takes him out. So I think if it's a matter of fury, just not getting not getting rocked once, because I think as soon as he does, AJ would take him out. Yeah, I think when Wilder lands and gets someone going, he just he just just starts sweet. He swings about the bat, don't he? Type thing where I think um, if AJ got Tyson going. You know, he's a lot more crisper, a lot more polished, a lot more controlled than, than Wilder. He'd have probably a better job than of finishing Tyson. But I don't think it'll come to that. I think Tyson uh, I think Tyson just edges him in every department for me. But, uh, you know, I mean, until I saw AJ's last, last couple of fights, I was all for Tyson, all for Tyson. Now I'm not too sure. I still go with Tyson, but, um, yeah, you know, just by this now there's the margins. You, uh, will you be joining Tyson again in his corner? Um, I could. He's, well, he's, I didn't do the like his last um, last couple of fights. Obviously, I went in the corner when he was with uh, Ben Davison, but he's got a good team with him. And you know, you know, Randy Lee, you know, looking behind him, and he and he seems really, really comfortable. You know what I mean? And you know, you know, I worked with Ben a, li a little bit. You know, in the in the in the gym here. You know, when we would talk about the spas and different things and talk about that. And, you know, and I think that's why Ben introduced me to his corner because of the advice I was giving him, and you know, and he was picking me brains and and, and stuff like that. So me and Ben worked quite well together in the gym. So that's why he had me in the corner. But I mean, and it worked when we was in there for the for the first Wilder fight and everything like that. But he's got a new team now, and I I would say. Tyson knows where they am. If he needs me, I love him, you know, and I'll, I'll be there for him. But I mean, if his team's not broke, don't fix it, you know, his present team, yeah. 
Lastly, there's another big fight coming up. It's just after next weekend is Canelo versus Billy Joe Saunders. This is a fight that Billy's been campaigning for for years. Do you remember when he showed up to the press conference with him and uh, Canelo and Triple G? And he was like yelling stuff from the corner. And he was, he's been after this fight for the longest. It's finally here. Finally happening. Billy Joe looks in the best shape I think I've ever seen him. Um, can I get your predictions on how the fight's going to go? Yeah, I think um, style-wise, Billy Joe's all wrong for Canelo. But um, like, like I can see Billy Joe taking the majority of the rounds. But I do, I do think that Alvarez will like... I don't think he'll really try and win the rounds. I think it, like his ambition in the fight is going to be just keeping flying around the ring and just try and drain his energy. And I can see it, and uh, Canelo stopping him probably late. But I think if there's anyone can beat Alvarez, it's Billy Joe. But I don't, I don't see anyone beating Canelo. I think, I think this is Canelo's hardest fight. I mean, he's. Um, um, he struggled with. Uh, I mean, when he, when he eventually knocked Kovalev, but Kovalev was out able to outbox him a little bit. I thought, you know, it was like that on the cards when the knockout first come along, if you if you remember. And then um, Lara boxed Canelo and you know southpaw and angles, and he caused him the most probably the most trouble of of anyone he's fought. And um, Lara is, I, I think, is a no disrespect, is a cheap Billy Saunders. You know, Billy Saunders has got more movement. He's more tricky. Do you know what I mean? better defence and everything, so, and all good things must come to an end, great champions, you know, you know, some of the greatest fighters of all time, they all got to get beat sometime, and I think this might, could be the one, do you know what I mean, if Billy gets off to a good start, starts, you know, putting rounds in the bank, and winning the early rounds, but leaving, making sure, because Canelo comes on very, very, very strong, you know, he's very powerful, as Campbell just said, if he banks a few of the early rounds, you know, conserves a bit of energy, leaves a bit of energy to come down the the home straight in the championship rounds and finish strong, because they'll have to finish strong, you know, because of, you know, um, the Mexican heritage, you know what I mean? And, you know, I'm not saying, but I mean, the, the judging sometimes, you know, can, you know, which is WBC belt, you know, and they, they, they love Canelo. I think Billy's got to go over there and he's going to have to go over there, not steal the title. He's going to have to take it from Canelo, I think, because he's that highly thought of in the WBC. But I. Um, I, you know, I think Billy. I think he's got half a chance. I think everyone's going to go through for Canelo, and maybe, may, may, maybe, maybe, you know, because he is an underdog and he knows he's up against it. But I think we might have a shot coming. To be honest, you know, never do. Well, I think that this is a really tough fight for um, the both of them. Realistically, I mean, this is you're going up against the pound for pound, arguably the pound for pound number one. Definitely to Canelo, because I mean, you know, yeah. he, he must know that he's. He struggles with southpaws and movers. He still picked one, and that's why he's the pound for pound best because of that attitude. You know what I mean? You can't choose and pick your opponents. Billy Billy Joe has been hanging around forever. He's been, he's a two weight WBO world champion. But you know, I think we as all as British fight fans have been crying out for that defining the defining name. You know, for him because I mean he's been two time world champion, but he's not fought a name yet. He's got his chance now, and I, I, I couldn't be any happy for him. And I think he might have just got him at the right time. He's had all them wars with with Golovkin. He's had all them, you know. He's had a lot of a lot of fights on the on the record now. He had all them he, boxing professional when he was fifteen. When his son that was, you know, Canelo, yeah, you know. So, no, so he's had a lot of fights, and sooner or later, you you know, great champions can turn up on that one night, and it might, and it's just not there. And I think Billy Gray, uh, Billy Joe Saunders has got a lot of things that will, that can make him feel old. Yeah. With his style and his ability, yeah.
Just a shame that we won't have the British fight fans there in attendance. Yeah, it's, it's sort of like become the norm a little bit. I think life's coming back to normal a little bit for us, bit by bit, you know, eventually. And But um, it's it's just got the norm to me now, to be honest. I've, I've you know, I've spent all my time soaking about it and feeling sorry for myself. I think we've all just got to accept it. But the good news is it is getting better. And hopefully this time next year we'll be, we'll, we'll be sat there we sat there watching it live again. So. Amen. And hopefully next time we can get you here in Manchester in front of a live audience. That would be great. So. Yeah, that's um, like especially at the MEN as well. Like we've got my fight yeah. there next week. But um, like it, it is a shame that it, it's going to be empty. Like some of the best nights that I've ever I've ever seen. Like my dad's box costumes, and like where I've been there myself for watching Anthony Crawler and. Uh, Josh Warrington and like there's been some top fights there and like, I, I want that I want that for myself. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we will be get we will get there eventually. Things are getting better and um, hopefully by the summertime it could be a completely different story and we'll have at least some fans in attendance. Maybe not full full blown stadiums, but something uh, so that way you can finally have that first experience for yourself in your career. And I'm sure all of Manchester, including England, will be behind you. It's all learning. It's yeah. all learning. We spoke about the debut. How, you know, he had to do interviews and this and that. And the, the, the entrance and the ring walk, you know. His next one's at the Manchester Arena, which, you know, it might not be a crowd there. But you know, all these experiences, you've got to take it all in, son. Because if that's where you want to get, you've got to take it all in. Mm -hmm. And take it in now before you become some full-blown superstar and your whole life changes. So take them strolls around Manchester before it aren't no strolls anymore. <laughs> well, um, any final words? Um, just thanks again for all the, all the support. Everything's been um, really positive, so just dead grateful for that. Yeah, just, you know, I mean, you know, he's, he, he took a little bit of stick for his pro uh, pro debut wrongly so and I think you know listen you know he's, he's he's one of our own he's one of us you know whether you're from Manchester Liverpool London anyway he's one of our own you know what I mean he's, he's just he's just local lad you know done well down to earth no airs and graces he wants to try and be the be the best and you know let's get behind him let's not not knock him get back in well as an adopted Mancunian I wish you all the best <laughs> Uh, thank you so much for your time, Campbell Ricky, uh, for always, you know, welcoming welcoming me here in your gym, um, and I look forward to seeing you guys next weekend. Sports Social Podcast Network.